Hey guys, thanks and welcome. Thank you for giving me a few more minutes today. Today we're going to do something a little bit different. We're not going into NFPA 13 Chapter 6 just yet. We're going to discuss some very common sprinkler system inspection deficiency items that we see all the time. It's a list of the most common things that we see. But before we do that, let's get our safety training out of the way. Today's safety discussion is proper lifting techniques. Lift with your legs, not with your back. I'm sure we've all heard that multiple times throughout our life, but what does it really mean? There's various types of injuries that can take place when we're lifting improperly. Most notably, shoulder and back strains or even hernias. Back injuries and back pain from improper lifting techniques can happen on any type of job where a worker is required to lift or move an object. Can you suffer from a strain or a pull just from lifting an object one time? Answer is yes. While infrequent or occasional lifting using improper techniques may not always immediately result in an injury, continued improper lifting techniques can eventually lead to a serious injury. So what are proper lifting techniques? We need to prepare for the lift. That's number one. Secondly, let's have our feet spread about shoulder width. Our feet should be very close to the object we're going to lift. We bend at the knees, back straight, and head up. Have a firm grip on the object. And as we lift, we just want to straighten our legs, keeping our back straight. Tighten the stomach muscles to provide back support. Don't hold your breath while you're trying to lift a heavy object. And as we lift the object, don't twist or try to turn as we're carrying something. Keep the item as close to your body as possible. And to set the object down, use the exact same techniques we use to lift it to put it back down. Now that we have proper techniques, one thing we need to do keep in mind is if something is too heavy to lift by ourselves, we need to get someone to help us. If we're the only person around and it needs to be moved, use something else to move the object, like a hand truck, a pallet jack, or even a forklift if one's available. All right, now that we're all safe, let's move into today's fire sprinkler discussion. The most common NFPA 25 water-based fire protection system inspection deficiencies. Say that three times fast. This is in no way, shape, or form a complete list of all deficiencies. Just what I've seen is the most common. This discussion isn't just for inspectors. This is for everyone. So if we're on site making repairs and we see something that doesn't look quite right, document it and take a picture of it. Let's start with deficient sprinklers that need to be replaced. Not cleaned, not fixed, but replaced. That's leaking sprinklers or sprinklers that show signs of leaking. Painted sprinklers, corroded sprinklers, damaged sprinklers, and sprinklers that are loaded with debris or grease. All of these sprinklers shall be replaced with new sprinklers that match the style, thread size, spray pattern, K-factor, and temperature response. Sometimes we may find sprinklers installed in the incorrect orientation, a pendant in an upright position or an upright in a pendant position. And per NFPA 25, sprinklers installed in the incorrect orientation shall be replaced with the correct type of sprinkler. Some sprinklers may need to be realigned at the ceiling due to settling of the building, causing a sprinkler to be too low, or sagging of a ceiling, causing a sprinkler to be too high. Sprinklers in the spare sprinkler head cabinet. We need to be sure that the correct number and type of sprinklers are provided in the spare sprinkler cabinet. 
Oh, an as-built fire sprinkler system plans and system documentation. This has always been an NFPA 25, and no one ever counts it as a deficiency because it's less than 1% of the buildings that we inspect that have these. But it is a deficiency. Locks and chains need to be installed on fire sprinkler system control valves if they're not electronically supervised or sealed by some other means. Some common non-operational system components that need to be replaced are grid system pressure relief valves, OS&Y tamper switches, pull type tamper switches, wall post indicating valve tamper switches, post indicating valve or PIV tamper switches, water flow switches, and non-operational electric bells. Water motor gongs that don't operate properly either require repair or replacement. Existing spare sprinkler cabinets that are not mounted need to be mounted. And if there's not a spare sprinkler cabinet in the riser room, we need to be sure that there is a spare sprinkler cabinet with a full stock of sprinklers and head wrench. Fire sprinkler system identification signs need to be provided at all valves installed in the system, including control valves, drain valves, low point drains, inspector's test connection, main drain valve, auxiliary drain, sectional control valves, antifreeze systems, floor control assemblies, and a floor control valve is going to have pretty much the same signs as a standard fire sprinkler system wet riser. And speaking of risers, out-of-date gauges are one of the big inspection deficiency items I see. And this includes gauges on the suction and discharge side of the fire pump. On this point, we need to be very specific and specify suction and discharge. While most gauges read 0 to 300 PSI, a suction gauge reads negative 30 PSI to 300 PSI. Backflow devices. All backflow devices installed in a fire sprinkler system or a fire sprinkler system piping require a full forward flow at system demand annually. And we can find the system demand on the hydraulic data placard on the fire sprinkler riser. Backflow prevention devices also require annual testing according to the water department or the AHJ's recommendations or requirements. And speaking of full flow, the dry system requires a three-year full flow trip test. Fire sprinkler system piping and check valves require a five-year internal inspection. Moving from there, we go to FDC. FDC caps need to be installed on the fire department connection. Fire department connection has to have a sign installed indicating the location of the fire department connection. Is there a ball drip installed on that FDC? We need to check that as well. The antifreeze in an antifreeze system or antifreeze loop needs to be checked once a year and replaced if necessary. Here's another big one I see. Fire sprinkler system main drain cannot be tested due to leaking. We need to write that up. Customer needs to have that replaced so that we can perform a proper test on the fire sprinkler system. Now we move back into fire sprinklers. Fire sprinklers that are over 50 years old require performance testing, as well as quick response sprinklers over 20 years old, and dry barrel sprinklers need to be tested every 10 years. Another one I know we all see is corroded inspector's test connections. We need to write these up, get these things replaced so that we can properly test the system. And last but not least is two and a half inch brass cap and chain missing from fire pump test headers. 
Like I said at the beginning, this list is some of the most common inspection deficiencies that we come across and that come to my mind. These are the common things that we see in just about every system, so keep your eyes open and document these things when we run across them. And also, as I stated at the beginning of this, this is not just for the inspectors. This is for everyone. If you're on site making a repair, something doesn't look quite right, let's write it up, document it, take a picture of it. Again, thank you for giving me a few minutes here. And until next time, remember, measure twice, cut once. Thank you.